Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Brought to you by Visible Music College and in partnership with the largest online Christian music site new release today, this is Behind the Tunes, and I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. We're here today with Leanna Crawford of LeannaCrawford.com. Um, Leanna, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, we talked about this just a moment before we hopped on here in the interview. Uh, You're from a place called Kirkland, Washington. Is that true? Um, kind of. Yes, I'm from Washington State. I'm actually from an hour north of Kirkland. Okay. Um, Kirkland is just east of Seattle. And so when I tell people where I'm from, I'm like, oh, I'm from an hour north of Seattle. It's like an hour south of the Canadian border. Yeah. Right in between there, it's a little town called Stanwood, it's a little farm town. Um, and that's actually where I'm from. But I went to college in Kirkland as well. So kind of just from that area. I gotcha. So how does Leanna Crawford get all the way from the Pacific Northwest down to hot Nashville where you are today? Um, you know, it's been, it's been wild and all honestly, all honestly, God, I, I really didn't think that I would move to a Nashville I wanted to, but I thought that I would stay in my small little town, but, um, I've been in Nashville three years now and I love it. Um, and I, I moved for music. Um, I met an artist in Nashville by the name of Matthew West and he invited me out to, to write some songs and, um, and then ended up inviting me on tour, which was crazy. And so I actually ended up moving right after that and just fell in love with Nashville. My whole family loves visiting Nashville. I live there with my sister, and, um, yeah, we love it. So you, you connect with Matthew West. Of uh, I figure a few people have heard of him along the way. Um, so how did, how did you two cross paths? Yeah, so it was totally random. Um, it was very unexpected, but again, like it was, I, it sounds like I'm not even trying to be like cheesy. It's not cheesy, but just like it was all honestly, like it was all honestly God. Um, like he orchestrated it all. Um, and we went to, my mom and I went to a songwriting conference in Aspen, Colorado, of all places. We just thought it'd be like a fun little girls' trip. Um, they were doing a like worship songwriting conference, and Matthew was one of the artists and songwriters speaking that weekend um and I've been to conferences before and just like I was so excited to learn and get to you know meet other writers and um and then the first night of that conference they did an open mic night and it was so uh awkward because there was only like a hundred people at this conference we were in this small um beautiful church but it was kind of you know it was like a small event and it was um they wanted to do an open mic night and no one like signed up for it and no one would go sing so they called like four names at random and (laughs) then they called my name and I was like for sure I'll go sing a song so I like went up on stage with a ukulele that I borrowed from someone uh, and I sang a song I had written and then Matthew happened to be there that night it was like before the conference had even started um and he had been 
looking for someone to mentor and kind of bring along. So it was just like all, all God's timing. Um, and then he ended up inviting me out to Nashville. Um, so I went a, a couple weeks later and I, I wrote some songs with him and my now producer, um, AJ Proust. And I've been, I made trips out to Nashville that year. And then I ended up moving, which is crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy. But, um, he's been, he's been awesome. And, very thankful to to get to learn from someone like him for sure so you get thrown on stage at random matthew west just happens to be there next thing you know a week or so after that you're in nashville writing songs with matthew west who sold tons of records through the years how intimidating is that for you or are you have a personality where you're just like this is great let's just go do this thing um definitely intimidated for sure <laughs> for sure Oh, I love it. We're here with Leanna Crawford of LeannaCrawford.com. Well, Leanna, we know how you got from Washington to Nashville, uh, but what got you into music to begin with? You know, I always loved music. I was like the annoying sibling. I'm like the third kid of four. There's four kids in our family, and I was like always singing, um, so much so that my sisters and brother had to tell me to be quiet because I was just always making up songs. Um, but I wanted to be Maria from The Sound of Music, if you oh, know yeah. that movie oh, yeah. at all. Like Julie, <laughs> I wanted to be Julie Andrews. Um, uh, she was my favorite. And so I would just imitate her all the time. Um, and then I also like grew up listening to country music, like Tim McGraw. And, um, and so I just, I loved it. It was very much a part of me. I, I did musicals. Um, and I actually was in The Sound of Music, which was so fun. And then Andy Were you Maria? Dunn, Were you Maria? Like, I was not. No. I was actually, I was young. I was one of the Von Trapp kids. Okay. So I was Marta. I was one of, I had like five lines and it was very fun. <laughs> um, but it was, it was so fun. And that kind of was my, I fell in love with kind of performing. And then in high school, I went to our church's youth group and I didn't really, I didn't have any friends. Like I didn't know anyone. I was like, well, maybe they'll let me sing on the worship team. So I auditioned and they, they let me on. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, I fell in love with leading worship in high school. Um, and that's when I started like writing songs um, as well. So that's kind of where it started. It was just always something I, I loved. Um, my parents made all of us do an instrument. So I started playing piano when I was little, but I'm not very good at <laughs> Uh, but I can play. Uh, but it was just always very much a part of a part of uh, a part of me. Well, you said you you know your parents at least encouraged you to play an instrument. Were they musical at all? Um, my mom is a little bit. She sings and has a lovely voice, and then played piano. But she was uh, she she knows a couple pieces that are like really cool, and that's like all that she she says she knows. <laughs> um, and then my dad is not. My dad is not, but he is very like loud, and so he sings, but he doesn't really know if he is in the wrong key or if he changes keys. He we make fun of him all the time, but no, he's not musical. <laughs> but he's definitely bold. He's definitely no shame in it. Well, was there anybody that kind of poured into you musically that really encouraged you on this journey? That was like, hey, Leanna, you you've got a real shot here to do something, uh, maybe bigger than you even realize. You know, I was really like and still I'm so thankful looking back there were a lot of people in my life and just starting with family honestly my parents were just incredible champions for me and all my siblings but they just 
just continue to be the biggest supporters. And, you know, if I, if I wanted to do something or I had an idea, they were, they were all about it. And that's not, you know, I, I know that's not always very common, especially if someone is like, you know, loves music, it's maybe not the most lucrative <laughs> career choice, but, um, but they were, it just continued to be huge supporters. And then I had a really incredible church family growing up and they were all, just just very supportive. I had someone, I wanted to move to Nashville actually right out of high school, and I had someone tell me to not, and I'm really glad um, that I didn't, and I ended up going to, going to college um, for music business, um, and then moving a few years later when, um, well, I was in school actually when I ended up moving, I ended up finishing online, but after I'd met Matthew, um, and so I was, I've just, yeah, I've had a lot of amazing people I don't know that there's like one specific person rather than just like I've had people in my life throughout the years that you know they all have made an impact in in different ways for sure um but very thankful for for each one of them again we're here with Leanna Crawford on behind the tunes uh, you can learn all about her at leannacrawford.com Leanna do you remember the first album that you bought with your own money oh Okay, I, well, the first album that I remember, like, I don't know that I bought it with my own money, but I, <laughs> I had a purple CD player, and it was awesome. Um, my favorite color is purple, blue and purple, and it was Zoe Girl, and it oh, had yeah. a red cover, and I think it was just, it, maybe it wasn't called Zoe Girl, but that was like, and I had that one, and then, like, they had a purple one, and I can't remember what that was called. And I don't know that I bought those with my own money, but it is possible that I did. <laughs> um, but those were definitely the two that I remember, like, dancing to with my CD player and my sister. Um, and that that was definitely the, that's the first album that I remember. So did you want to be Zoe Girl? You know, I did. We had um, my sister and I and then one of our girlfriends, and it was going to be the three of us. And we were always making up songs and band names. And that was like, we were obviously like seven, but, <laughs> but we were, we were ready. We were ready to go on the road for sure. You know that one of the, one of the women from Zoe Girl has a podcast. Do you know this? Does she really? We got to get you on it. I'll look oh it up. Oh my goodness. I'll, be so I'll look fun. it up. Oh, I'll look it up fun. and uh, I've, send it to. I've looked them up recently. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. We'll look it up for sure, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll send it in. We'll we'll get. To, I'm sure we can make that happen, right? We'll just we'll make it happen. You're awesome! Oh my gosh, I would love that. That's amazing. If you're listening to this, so cool. Lena's going to be on this podcast by one of the women from Zoe Girl that we can't remember her name or the podcast right now, but just Google it. She'll be on there sooner <laughs> rather than later. So Zoe Girl, I guess, was maybe kind of influenced for you growing up. Who who are your other influences musically as you kind of were developing? Yeah, so I did. So I listened to Zoe Girl, um, Britt Nicole, Francesca Battistelli, a lot of the the ladies in Christian music. Um, I absolutely loved, and I I did listen. We always had Christian radio on in the car, and so, I mean, all the all the artists on Christian radio. Matthew West, honestly, a lot of his songs. Um, Toby Mac, um, Chris Tomlin, Casting Crowns, like you know all the all the Christian artists you listen to on the radio, and then. Um, I also listen to a lot of country music, and so that's definitely an influence. Um, sometimes if I'm singing live, people say I have a little bit of like a country twang. I don't know where it comes from, probably from living in Nashville the past couple of years. <laughs> but uh, there's definitely a little, I do love country music. And then actually in college, I or in high school, I listened to Colby Calais. 
um, I never know how to pronounce her last name, and like Jason Mraz, and I got a ukulele for my birthday, for my 16th birthday. Some people get a car, I got a ukulele. <laughs> and uh, and I, I listened a, a lot to her and Jason Mraz, um, and I would just, I, I loved that, that music, just like easy listening and sweet songs. Um, and then I listened to some Sarah Borelli's in college, a lot of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't really have like official vocal training until I went to, to college and, um, and I didn't, I realized I didn't really know how to sing correctly. And so I was kind of ruining my voice. So I went to this vocal coach by the name of Tim Carson and he, he like helped me so much. And then he would have me like um, imitate Sarah Borelli's and all her songs. And so that was kind of, I listened to a lot of her, but yeah. Have that's seen, a lot. <laughs> that was a lot no, of that's great. That, that, was, that was great, and we keep taking tangents here. And that's all right. Have you seen her, um, uh, the musical that she wrote all the music for, The Waitress? No, I have not, and I love that music so much. Oh. <laughs> have you seen it? You know, I was supposed to. So here in Memphis, we have a place called The Orpheum, which has touring Broadway shows that come through, and I do season tickets every year. Yeah. And I was supposed, but I think I was sick. I was sick or something. I missed it. I was I was bummed uh, about it. Yeah, uh, that's fine. It's fine. I know, you, well, I know you said you did plays and stuff growing up, and then you know she. I was like, oh, that's two worlds kind of colliding there. But just we'll make the. You know what? We'll we'll send an email too. We'll figure that one out when the when those things are happening again. <laughs> uh, yeah, when they're coming back, that would be awesome. <laughs> Leanna, if you could open up for anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my word! <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, I think currently, I think it would be uh, either Lauren Daigle, mm-hmm. Thomas Rhett, country artist. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and Etta James. Okay, I because I want to hear her sing at last. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like a very random bunch of artists. That's what, but uh, <laughs> but it's, that was makes that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're here with Leanna Crawford on Behind the Tunes. Uh, learn all about her at LeannaCrawford.com. Leanna, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yes, um, it was a song called "It's You," and it was about Jesus. Um, but it was after a, a Greg Laurie Harvest Festival in hmm. Seattle. He did it at the at the Key, Key Arena, and I was like way up in the top, uh, like way up in the rafters with my youth group. And he called everybody down to rededicate their lives to Christ or dedicate their lives to Christ for the first time. And from the top, I had like the coolest view because I saw as like thousands of people like flooded the floor um and surrendered their life to jesus and it was so cool it was like one of the most powerful moments of my life i remember just like sitting in the chair and crying so it was just like so overwhelmed and then i came home and wrote a song on guitar which i had no idea how to play at the time <laughs> so i had like these two chords that like weren't really chords and that was the whole song it was just like that that, that was it um but that was that was the song what the odds that we get that on the next lena crawford record Oh, definitely not. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> think about not. it. Just think about it. We'll just, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Leanna, what's okay. your songwriting process like? Um, You know, I was actually really intimidated to start co-writing. 
Um, and because I think it's just obviously scary to, to go into a room and be like, okay, here's my heart. Here's what I'm going through. This is what I want to write about. Um, and of course you're, you know, surrounded by incredible songwriters and some of my first rights. And I still write a lot with, with Matthew, uh, Matthew West. And so that's definitely intimidating. Um, but I've started to like fall in love with the collaboration process and just being able to bring an idea and know that it's like so much better when you have like you know, two or more people in a room, it, it's so cool to have like that just back and forth. Um, and so I love bringing an idea. And then when I'm writing by myself, um, a lot of the time it's more like, uh, it's probably more like melody first, but it's kind of like together. Like I want it to all feel like one thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I write a lot for my piano um and my guitar it kind of depends on my mood and then sometimes i'll write from my ukulele but for the most part um i'll write from my piano again we're with, with here with liana crawford uh, liana crawford.com uh, you know there are a few things like live music it is a gift uh, so many beautiful things happen along the way but there's always some goofy things that happen too do you have a most embarrassing on-stage moment? <laughs> um, I do. I have plenty. The most probably recent one, which uh, was the summer. Oh, well, there's been a few. Man, there's a lot. But there's one time um, I was in Illinois, and I was so excited to be there. And I said, so excited. It's my first time in Illinois. Oh. And everybody laughed. And then that was a good that was a good time. That happens all the time to me though. Um but then um I had this retainer a couple summers ago. I still wear it at night, but it's like felt my jaw. Yeah. And I was supposed to wear it twenty four seven for like three months, but I could take it out when I was singing. And the reason I could take it out when I was singing is because it gave me like a very strong lisp. And so I was on stage at this, there's nothing wrong with having a lisp. I just don't like naturally have one. And so I'm on stage at this festival and there's a lot of people there and I'm on the big screen and I realize I'm like in my first song and I realize that I left my retainer in <laughs> and there's my face. And so instead of like turning around to like take it out or trying to do something, I was like, no, I'm doing my whole like 30 minute set. I'm singing. And my first song is a song called work in progress that I'm singing. And so I'm like work in progress. And that was like the whole thing. Um, I don't know that anyone noticed, but I, I did sell a lot of merch, so I think it helped. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. But, like, what's wrong with this girl? So you sang the whole thing with the retainer in? The whole thing with the retainer in, which is which is hard to do. Yes. Hard to do. <laughs> Especially if you're not used to it, you know? Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's yeah. too funny. Uh, again, wrapping <laughs> up here with Leanna Crawford here on Behind the Tunes. Leanna Crawford. Dot com. Leanne, I like to end with a little rapid fire. You got your game face on? Okay, I'm ready. I'm competitive, too. So oh, okay. Like okay. Lose, okay. But... All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll make up a score at the end. We'll see what happens. What's your favorite okay. holiday? Oh, Fourth uh, of July. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Grumpy. If the toilet paper is really low, do you replace it or leave it for someone else? Uh, I replace it. Favorite junk food? Oh, Chick-fil-A or goldfish. <laughs> what type of milk do you drink? What type of milk do you drink? 
Uh, almond. <laughs> Ugh, stop me off. What color is or your chocolate? What color is your toothbrush? <laughs> uh, pink. What's your favorite color? Blue or purple. Blue in, and purple. In the movie about your life, the Leanna Crawford story, what actress would play you? Oh, um, Zoe Deschanel. That's a good one. If you had to teach any subject in school, what would it be? Mm, maybe not. <laughs> I want to say music, but I don't think it will be music. Um, I would teach math. Time machine for one day. Where and when do you go? Oh, um, oh, I would love to go 2,000 years ago to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Favorite cartoon growing up? Um, oh, this is, uh, oh, this should be easy. <laughs> Favorite cartoon growing up? Um, I love, like, Disney movies. Oh, oh, man. Um, we're going to go with, uh, Franklin about a turtle? I think that's his name. <laughs> Franklin Turtle. I don't I'm Googling this during the last question. And last but not least, something you hate that everyone else loves. Okay, well being in the South, I don't ha- well, I don't like hate a lot of things, but it's probably sweet tea. I'm not really? a fan. Yeah. Really? I don't get it. Oh. I don't get it. <laughs> I, 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 that's a tough one. Now, 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 you know, it's weird that you say, okay. So, like, I'm not opposed to that because I only like, I only like my sweet tea, but I do like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mail you some of mine. We'll, we'll drop that in the mail to you. And, uh, okay. Okay. I want to try mine. some of yours. Right. Okay. That's what I, And that Franklin the Turtle's a real thing. It's a Canadian Well, French it is, but that's. <laughs> it's an educational. Sorry? It's an educational Canadian French children's animated television series. <laughs> I really couldn't think of anything. I don't know why it's the first thing that popped in my mind. I know that I have a different favorite cartoon. No, that's oh, it. Dear. No, you're stuck with that one forever. It is now. I'm stuck with that one. It is documented. That's one of them Pacific Northwest <laughs> things. We didn't get that down here in the South. That's all right. That's all right. She's Leanna Crawford, leannacrawford.com. Leanna, thank you so much for being here today. You've been a ton of fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Austin. This has been an absolute blast. Hopefully we can do it again. Oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. A special thank you to our sponsor, Visible Music College a music and worship school that trains and disciples students for the music industry and the church. You can learn more about them at visible.edu. And you can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes.